Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. I'll teach you how to find what's causing your health struggles using the blood work you already have right here on this podcast, but also in my new book, Why Are My Labs Normal? Go grab it on Amazon and let me know you love it and appreciate the knowledge by leaving a review for both the book and this podcast. In fact, this October, I have recorded so many interviews, I need to get them to you guys to learn and grow from faster. Each Tuesday episode is a double whammy. Each Tuesday episode will contain two interviews I had with two amazing guests. So let's jump in. But first, let me tell you a quick funny little story about myself. There will be a new one each Tuesday this month. So it's not very often that I get to go to the grocery store by myself. Usually I had my five-year-old and my two-year-old with me. And at times it can get quite crazy because they're five and two. So this time I had convinced my husband after I had already gone to Sam's Club for a $500-ish purchase of food, which I don't do very often. I only go to Sam's Club like twice a year but he was in charge of a young men's church activity. He was in charge of all the food for it. So I had to go buy the food. Well, we needed to restock. So I ended up going to Sam's Club twice in one day. Again, very unusual for me to even go there to begin with. So I convinced him that I could be there and back on a Friday night I could do it by myself and he could have both of the kids because usually when I want to leave the house and do the grocery store shopping on my own, he always says I have to take one kid with me. This time I convinced him I don't need a child with me. I could do it lots faster with that one. But of course, as a mom with two young kids running my own business, I need a break here and there. So I was going to go to Sam's Club and do the shopping that we needed and not hurry so much. But that's not in me. I realized 32 minutes later after I had my entire cart full of another $500 grocery store run, it had only been 32 minutes. And I was like, hmm, how do people meander down the halls and just kind of look at things? I like physically can't do it. I don't know how. It's always go, 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 go. Impact more lives. Go, 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 go. So next time you go to the grocery store, you can think of me and how I don't know how to walk through a grocery store slowly. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with your host, Dr. Kylie. Today we are here with Kathy Murphy. Um, just so you guys all know, you can join her at on Instagram at We Are Rising Tides. Like I said, on Instagram, Kathy specializes in stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. She helps high-performance achievers. Today, we're going to talk about on this show the role of the body and mind in healing. Now, you all know I can set you up the perfect physical treatment supplement plan and get you all the good physical treatment stuff so you can heal that way. But... If you do not connect the mind, the body, the emotions, the spirit, everything, your healing will hit a plateau. So Kathy is here to help us break through that plateau and get at least our mind and body on track of this healing journey. So Kathy, welcome on. 
Hi, thank you, Dr. Kylie, and what a pleasure to get to be here with such an incredible woman who is life-changing to so many people. So thank you. One person at a time. (laughs) (laughs) You do a fabulous job, and I'm honored to get to be here and and help share with you. Thanks. Well, get us started here um, and just walk us through one of the transformations, one of your favorite transformations you've seen in an, in an individual after working with them? Okay. Number one would have to be someone who came to me in the midst of a breast cancer diagnosis and they could see no light at the end of the tunnel. The doctor had pretty much told her that she was in stage five breast cancer, knowing nothing about any of it just prior to her 45th birthday and young too she was knocked out of life essentially totally overwhelmed by everything that was happening to her told immediately this is exactly what you have to do or you will die within five years you won't make it and the initial toll that took on her mentally affected her physically. She actually started getting sicker. They were finding more issues in her body than just the breast cancer. And the more they looked, the more it sent her into overwhelm. At one point, when we worked together, she started to see that that diagnosis was more of a snapshot of her body in exactly the moment they took it. It was not anything to do with exactly how she got there or where she was going. I love that. Your, the diagnosis she received was just a snapshot in time about what her body was, was experiencing in that moment. Yeah. And as soon as we can flip our mindset to say, you know what, I might have this now, or let's change our mind, our words to that, not to have this, but my body's fighting this now in six months, I'm going to overcome it. Now I'm going to say, I'm a survivor of thyroid illness. I'm a survivor of autoimmune disease. I'm a survivor of breast cancer. Cause we always think about, you know, surviving cancer, right? But it is just as our diagnosis is just a snapshot in time. And in four years, we're going to say, we survived it. My body's doing great right now. I'm not on thyroid medication for years. I'm not taking humor injections to manage my autoimmune disease. Or don't get me started on autoimmune disease. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give an example of like, you know, the trials that people get put on just because they're told fear-based. Again, it's fear-based, just like your, your client here where she's like, I was told that unless I do this, I'm going to die. Right. Fear. Yeah, it's totally fear-based versus our faith and trust that knowing that we have more at our reach that we can do to impact that outcome than we realize. And the fear takes us out of seeing any of those possibilities and choices. But and I know that at one point I had a lot of, I've had a lot of variety of diagnosis of autoimmune diseases. And at one point the doctor goes, do you want to do all the tests to determine exactly which one it is? And I said, well, if it was your body, what would you do different if you knew? 
And he goes, well, nothing. There's like standard medical treatment or there's the kind of things you do. And I said, awesome. Then no, I don't need to know. I don't need a name for it. Okay. Let's talk about this for a second because I just wrote a book called Why Are My Labs Normal? And there is a chapter in that book all about autoimmune disease. And people will say, what about Graves? What about Hashimoto's? What about MS? What about Parkinson's? What about, and they plaster a name to it. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you shouldn't care what the name is. There are like 80 diagnoses, depending on who you talk to, depending on your resource. There could be 800 diagnoses of autoimmune diseases if we were to plaster a name next to everything. All it is is your immune system attacking some part of your body. And so when you look at it that way, you think, okay, if the mechanism is the same, I can treat all autoimmune diseases the same. So it doesn't matter what name I have next to my, what diagnosis I have next to my name on my medical records. And again, it was just a snapshot in time. And I loved how you said, I've fought and I've beaten many of them over the years. Mm-hmm. Now, let's reverse rewind back to this patient you're just talking about or this client. And when she's fighting breast cancer and you're trying to, you're trying to take her mindset out of this dead-end street that's going to terminate within the next five years and I'm just going to have to suffer and live with this now. What was the shift that you made with her mindset? The major shift in her mindset was seeing that it was that snapshot of a moment in time and that there would be those moments when she felt like crap. And there would also be moments where she felt better and finding what worked for her to help her feel better to help her be able to do the smallest of things gave her hope that, wow, like I can do this. It's not something that I have to fight to survive. We get this idea that it's something we have to like beat and fight. And we get in our head about, oh, they said breast cancer, that means this. No, that doesn't mean anything other than Right now, this is what your body has going on in it, and you can change that. And when she started to see possibility by becoming more and more present with her thinking about it and understood that what she thought about and focused on, she got more of. And she started to think about and focus on positive outcomes, on things she wanted to do in the future and found herself taking steps towards that, even though they said things like, well, you won't be able to go to work. She would show up at work and serve other people. And that gave her a great feeling of, well, this doesn't mean I'll never work again. Like I'm going to work, I'm doing it. So if I'm doing it now, why can't I do it in the future? And we also looked at, helping her get some other, I'm going to call them opinions, because when I go to a doctor, it's to get an opinion, like how much using this shoulder that's damaged to still surf, how much permanent damage could I do 
and how much function am I still okay with so that I'm not going to, you know, clearly when we talk about a moment in time, if there's a bone sticking out, you need a medical doctor. You got to, you got to get the bone back inside and in place. (laughs) But short of that, it's good to know what's out of place or what may look different as you do with everybody's blood work so that you can take steps to get it back in its state of equilibrium and default where you're not only surviving, but you're setting yourself up to thrive by how you look at what's possible. Mm-hmm. While you were explaining that, I had the, I had the thought of think and grow rich, mm-hmm. think and grow healthy. Yeah. We all know the book. We all know the movie series, think and grow rich. What about applying it to our own health? Think and grow healthy. Yeah. Which is exactly what she experienced. You know, I had, she had this diagnosis. She had everybody, I'm sure, giving her their opinions, not just the medical doctors, everybody on social media, their family, her friends, everybody, (laughs) because they all like to tell you their opinions no matter what their degree is or lack of degree. And then she had to think and sit back and say to herself, okay, my body, my future, what's it going to be like? Right. Think and grow healthy. Yeah. And part of the reason I work with people on stress is when you get things like a diagnosis or when you think something like, like think grow rich or healthy, when you think it, and that's all you're thinking about, you're getting more of it. You're going out and subconsciously finding evidence that it's true. And yet that simple, whatever you want to find, you'll find it. Yeah. You Google anything, you'll find it. You'll find it. Yeah. Whatever you do, stay off the computer, man. You look this stuff up. You're not going to find the good stuff with people. You can be the good stuff because it's out there, but it's not as popular or as inundated as what people are going to say doesn't work. And, you know, the, the quieting of the mind, and I don't mean you have to sit and meditate, but you want to listen to your own body. You want to listen to your own gut, your inner knowing, whatever you call it. When it's leading you to something, that's a good place to step and try because we find what works for us individually by trying things. We don't find it by going, oh, you have A, let me give you this pill and it will fix, not the problem, but the symptom of A. And it may do something totally different for everybody. So we have to learn to listen to ourselves, take all those opinions in, and then decide what's right for me right now. Super cool. Okay, so what happened in her story? In her story, she got back, she came back to work. She started having a lot more fun with her breast cancer treatment. Um, Things like she, she, This is pretty crazy, but she just wanted to have fun. And so she bought this thing that had, it was like a plastic suit that had breasts on it. And she would tell people, look, I'm having issues with my breasts. And they would laugh and she'd be like, yeah, I'm probably going to not have mine. She goes, but it's not a big deal, just like this isn't. And 
it kind of helped her to see it in more light. She kept exercising, which was big. She kept eating well, making good choices for herself and things that brought her more energy, knowing that whatever treatment she chose as she went forward, she wanted to have her body as healthy and filled with vitality as possible. Because when you start off from that place, it's a lot easier to get to that place. Yeah, think and grow healthy. Yeah, she did amazing. Of this, think and grow healthy. Think and grow healthy. You know how if you're thinking of buying a car and you go and you look and you're like, oh, I want a white car. Then all of a sudden you see white cars everywhere. And it could be the same thing. Think and grow sick. Oh man, I have this. Oh my gosh, look at all these people struggling with this is really a bad thing. And your whole mindset, we don't even realize how quick we can get in that rabbit hole and find everything and everything starts hurting. And when it hurts, we go to the future. We, when we make up a future, if we could make up a good one, we'd be so good with it. But we don't tend to do that as humans. We make up the worst possible scenario and live into it. Yeah. <laughs> to give you a perfect example, I've had numerous patients, women, who mm. tell me that their husbands have banned them from Google. Because they literally go to Google and they say, what causes fatigue? What causes, you know, shoulder pain? What causes uh, joint pain in general? Then they see all the ugly stuff come up and it's just like so horrible for our mindset. Yeah. Instead, we should say, how can I get more energy today? Right. Flip it into the positive. You know, I'm always focusing on this with my kids too, my five-year-old and, and two-year-old. And instead of it being, dude, don't do that, <laughs> flip it and say, do this. Because when you put the, the thought, the negative thought in their mind, that's what they're going to focus on. So I have an example as I used to play volleyball. I'm a volleyball fanatic. Um, from the moment I was 12 years old to the moment I quit playing volleyball in college, I think I was 20. 21. So like for eight, nine years, I played it just year round. And I had several coaches because of that. Ever since I've worked on my own mindset stuff, this one scenario in my college career has stuck out with me. I was, my coach called a timeout. I was the next up to serve. And in the timeout, my coach said, Kylie, don't miss your serve. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, you missed it. I missed my serve. Uh, it's just that simple switch of, I'm sure these are the best coaches in the world that do this. Instead of saying, don't miss your serve, they're saying serve zone one or serve this girl, because then that's what you think about. And that's what your body does. So if you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I have thyroid issues and chronic fatigue and I have anxiety and depression. Well, of course you are, because you're always thinking about it. But if you can transition out of this is what I'm fighting now, mm -hmm. I'm going to think and grow healthy. Yeah. And the mind is so powerful that we don't give it justice. We're always reaching for the next pill via supplements or pharmaceuticals. Doesn't matter. Um, instead of, instead of saying to ourselves, I don't need to live like this forever. 
I'm going to change my life and I'm going to start changing it today. And the way I'm going to do that is by what goes on between my ears. So be very, very careful about how one, you talk about your prognosis, diagnosis, or lack of diagnosis, or let's just say health. And then two, focus on the positives. Be the positive person that everybody wants to be around, not negative Nelly. Yeah. yeah, it can make such a world of difference. And it one question I find helpful um, is to ask yourself kind of a couple of years ago, my dog wrote a book and, and the title of it was Says Who? Because when we hear something from somebody, especially a lot of people with doctors, they will take that as true. I mean, 100% true. That is what's going to happen with them. And frankly, we don't know. And how we handle it is what will occur. There was a, a TED talk years ago by Kelly McGonigal, and she talked about the effects of stress on people. And she did a study with, it was like 360 something people. The ones who were told that stress was bad for them actually ended up having more serious health issues in the following five years. The ones who were told stress wasn't an issue, they didn't have any of those issues. So they believed it. And what you're told, you don't need to believe it is true for yourself, no matter what it is. And especially the stuff we tell ourselves once we hear something, the stuff we tell ourselves is horrible and we take it as truth. And then we find evidence that it's really is true. I do have the, oh, I am chronically fatigued. I can't go out tonight. I'm too tired. Or I didn't sleep enough. I'm not going to be. How do you know? You haven't been there yet in that future. You don't know. So the chances that something positive is going to come out of it are really good. Because take a look back in your life at all the times you dealt with something that you went, oh, I didn't want that to happen. You know, how many wanted the pandemic? Not me. So we don't want it to happen. But when we look back, we go, oh, you know, it really wasn't that bad. And these are things that came out of it. So not knowing the future and leaving yourself open to, like you say, thinking healthy. If you're thinking you're healthy, you're going to automatically do the behaviors that lead you to be more healthy. It just, we work like that. We don't even realize our body hears that stuff come through. And then we find ourselves out walking more or out doing something. So I find it really useful not to always believe. I've been told, well, I'm 66. I surf almost every day. I've been told by doctors many times I still should not be able to walk. When they look at my MRIs, they go, you can't walk. You're, there's no, no, you can't go down the rocks and surf. No. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can. And it's like, well, that's not, well, yeah, it is possible. It doesn't really matter what your tests or opinions say I can do. If I think I can do it, I can do it. Think and grow healthy. Yeah. Think and grow healthy. <laughs> Think and live your best life. When asked your question, ask the question, says who? 
Yeah. I love that. Ooh, Who like is telling you how to live your life? Is it Google? Is it, I can name off a horde of names when you type in, is it WebMD? Is it my Mayo Clinic? Is it the doctor? Like, who is it that's telling you that because of this, this is how your life is going to be? Do you believe them? Are you acting like you believe them? And if you want to stop believing them, what are you doing to change it? Yeah. And just start being aware of the thoughts in your head. You don't have to go in there and fight them. You don't have to do anything about them. Just be aware when you start to feel negative about a prognosis that you've been given, notice what you're thinking about it and then just focus on something else. Get up and grab a cup of coffee. Do something different for less than 10 seconds and you're going to lose that train of thought and a new one will replace it because you can't choose the thoughts that get in your head but you can choose the ones you put your time and attention into. So put your time and attention in the ones that make you feel good. And like Dr. Kylie said, do things that are going to feed your energy all the time. It's, it's so simple to take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, put feeds on one side, drains or sucks on the other, make a list of everything you're doing in the day that feeds your energy, everything you're doing that sucks your energy, Start taking one at a time off of the suction energy and adding to the feeding. Add another 20 minutes for that feeding energy each day. And that makes a world of difference in your energy level. And let's take this example that I had experienced yesterday with my son. Um, we were outside in the yard cleaning up all of his toys. And he says, Dad, I hate this. This is so boring. And of course, they're getting into this negative thought. And I and I looked at him and I said, dude, you are so blessed that you get to have toys all over. We are so blessed that we get to have kids when we want to have kids. We don't have to struggle and fight for it. Mm-hmm. Taking the draining the energy part, flipping it into a positive, and now it becomes an energy booster. You know, we think about doing the dishes. Like over the weekend, I just did 60, I cooked 60 pounds of meat. Wow. And I had, a, I had to clean a lot of crock pots. That's <laughs> <Now>, a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm preparing for the, for next month specifically. Um, and it was all on sale. So, you know, when mm-hmm. when ribs are $1.79 a pound, you better go get some. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and um, so I was thinking to myself last night in this, you know, negative spot that I rarely allow myself to get into, but I'm a human. I'm like, oh, I just want to go to bed. The kitchen is a mess. I still have all these crock pots to clean. And I just thought to myself, wait a second. You just were able to fix meals, numerous meals in under two days. And all you had to do was put them in the crock pot, let the crock pot cook all day long. And when I say crock pots, I mean eight of them, eight giant ones. Um, And now it's done. So literally take everything that you're doing and be that positive person about it. People will surround, they'll come flocking to you because of your energy. If you're negative Nelly and you're always focusing on, well, I hate this job. What about you're so blessed that you have all these toys. My husband's like, my, you know, his kids have everything everywhere. Honey, 
be grateful we have the kids to have everything that we want. Sometimes it drives them nuts, and I, but I always flip it. I'm like, you're living in the gap. You're living in the negative, and I'm tired of it. Like, flip it into the positive, no matter what your scenario is, and I promise your outlook on your health, your outlook on your life, your outlook on your future will be that much better. And if you need to, turn the social media off because you're listening to says who on that. Yeah, turn that off. Turn the TV off. You know, Someone will tell you if there's an emergency you need to know about. <laughs> And it won't be good advice from the TV. It also, like, we can, when we become the positive, we find everyone else positive. And we don't always realize that our energy, it is what we get back. What we see is really a reflection on us. So if we're hearing a lot of people giving us negative input, we need to check back in with ourselves and say, well, how am I feeling about this? Oh, let me try to be positive just for a second. Let me just pretend because our mind doesn't know the difference between what we think and make up. So just pretend that this positive thing is going to come from this. So you show up in the positiveness and just notice how many people all of a sudden you go, wow, that person had some great, wow, they were so supportive. And look how positive everybody feels about how I'm doing. Yeah. All you have to do is see it. Just like with your son, you can influence those. I have a granddaughter about the same age. She's like 19 months right now, 20 months. And it's so fun to just switch around what they're saying, be positive about it, and watch the energy just come right back through them. They're like sponges for that. And every human is. They they all crave that positivity, not that they don't want to feel bad. And that feeling is is connected directly to that negative thinking. So they will pick up your positive energy about it. Yeah. All right, guys, as we're coming to a conclusion here. Now, I want you to think about with your physical healing journey, when you hit those plateaus, or so oftentimes, I, not so oftentimes, but when the people say, well, I just react negatively to everything. I'm that odd person that doesn't follow the book. I, my body hates supplements. My body this, my body that. Flip it in your mindset. Flip it how you speak about it and just watch that as you hit that physical healing plateau, it will disintegrate and you'll start climbing up back up the ladder again simply by some mind changes that instead of you telling your body it can't do this or it's always done this in the past or you're never going to heal because nobody can figure it out flip it my body might do this in the past but it's going to like this stuff now yeah it's all about the now and the future yeah and for the now and the future we don't know like we, we honestly don't know the future. We would love to, but it's not gonna, we're not gonna know it until that moment. And at any moment, if we give ourselves the freedom to be different, like try it even with something simple, like a food you've never liked before, taste it one day, expecting that you're gonna like it and watch what happens. Like you can totally change. And that includes your healing of any injuries, any illness. All of that, even though your body might have reacted a certain way because that was that moment in time, it's always a new moment in time. And that means 
more possibility, more hope, and more knowing that I can be different today than I was yesterday. Three key takeaways. One, it's a moment in time. Two, think and grow healthy. And three, the next time you have a thought in your head or you're told something, ask yourself, says who? It's up to you to determine what's happening now and what's happening in the future. So says who? Change it. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. All right. Thanks, Kathy, for joining us. Remember, guys, follow her on Instagram at We Are Rising Tides is the Instagram page, and she can help you make those mindset shifts. Thank you. And thank you, Dr. Kylie, for allowing me to be here and help inspire your people because you guys are all doing a fabulous job. And keep listening to Dr. Kylie and following her input on how you can make wonderful changes to your life. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. We're going to talk today about muscle testing. What the heck is muscle testing? Dana <laughs> is here to uh, show us or tell us and teach us what is muscle testing? How can you use it? How do, how do practitioners use it? And all of the things that you were wondering about, this thing we call muscle testing. Um, let's make sense of it right now, right here on this podcast episode. Welcome, Dana. Hello. Thanks for having me. Now, just so you guys know, follow Dana on Facebook and Instagram at Vitality Holistic Health. You can find her website at vitalityholistichealthllc.com. She's located in Appleton, Wisconsin, if you want to go check her out in person. Um, but she's a muscle tester and a nutritionist and an accountant. I am. I am. I'm in the middle of a career transition right now. Actually, by the time this airs, I may be full-time clinical nutrition. We're just kind of seeing where that's um, falling. But yeah, I went to school for accounting, um, decided a couple of years ago that that was not the path I needed to be going down and have flipped over to clinical nutrition. And as part of that, like you said, I do muscle testing. So that's what we're going to talk about, I guess. Before we jump into muscle testing, let's what gave you the courage <laughs> to pull the plug on a safe nine to five job and jump into the world of health coaching? Right. I, I know. Right. So to back up a little bit, I have friends who do what I do. So I grew up with some people, um, they're chiropractors now actually, but they, the technique that I use, they actually incorporated into their practice. So I first got exposed to it from them because I had a health struggle and they were able to help me. And I basically kind of said, what, what is this magic? And it kind of all went from there. What is this voodooism? Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, but it worked. Right. And so that's what I decided that I wanted to do. And I got hooked up with, um, another practitioner. She, she does the majority of my training now. Um, she's like, you know, my mentor and, um, yeah, basically three years ago, kind of went to my husband and was like, I, I don't think this career is working out. I think I need, you know, I think I need to do what Alex does. That, that's her name. And, um, that was, that's been, that's been an interesting transition, you know, since then, because obviously, you know, CPA accounting degree, it's not like I have a background. You know, the numbers, I know the numbers going to be very helpful in business. A lot of us are very good at being a doctor, but yet we suck at business. 
Yeah. Yep. That that's very useful. If I can read my financials, trust me, it's very good, but yeah, but I, I just knew it was my calling, you know, honestly, and I've kind of gotten to the point in life where, you know, we, we all have different comfort zones and stepping out of those comfort zones for anybody is really difficult. But what I've also kind of realized is if you're really going to step into your full purpose of your life, you need to break down those barriers. You need to ask the questions and you need to just get uncomfortable and do the thing. Uncomfortable and do the thing. Yep. Yeah. My, I've made a lot of decisions in the last three months of my life. And I've made those decisions and I've taken action fast. For example, yeah. I will create an idea on Thursday in my head. I call it a five second rule. So if you're whatever, whatever you're at in life, you have yeah. five seconds to take action on a thought. And mm-hmm. if you don't, that thought is going away. Right. So whether it's like pulling your note section out on your phone, typing it up really fast, whether it's sending somebody a text message, which is what I usually do. It's like two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, messaging my assistant uh kelly i have my next idea here it is and i take that idea i pitch it to a live audience on that monday Mm -hmm. still not even sure what's all included in the offer the opportunity and and the snowballs just rolled down so if you're a practitioner listening to this action creates momentum momentum creates opportunities Mm-hmm. And if you're unwilling to take action, even imperfect action, which is better than no action at all, you're going to get stuck. So the, the way to get unstuck is to just start taking action. Just like Dana is here on mm-hmm. a podcast with me that is out of her comfort zone, but she's doing it anyways because she knows it's beneficial. Yeah. Just do it scared. Do it scared. <laughs> do it scared. Make it till you make it. And then you'll make it. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh crap, here's the next level. I'm going to do this anyways. Like, I'm doing, I'm, I can't share my secrets yet. Yeah. I'm doing it anyways. And it scares the crap out of me. So <laughs> yeah, do it anyways. Right. That's our message for everybody today. Yeah. Okay. Muscle testing. Muscle testing. What is it? So the technique that I use. So when my clients come to see me and the majority of the clients that I see are moms, somewhere from 30 to 50, but I have plenty of kids. I have dads, I have older, younger, I have all those things, but most of the people who come to see me are well, actually kind of like people like, you know, my age, I suppose, but. And you're what, Apple, Appleton, Wisconsin, just so you guys know. Yep. You're Appleton. in that Wisconsin area. Yep. And I see people who have all different kinds of complaints, right? So I see the gallbladder problems. I see the hormone problems, the wanting to lose weight, the eczema, the other autoimmune issues. I see all those kinds of things. And what's great about muscle testing is that we can address all of those kinds of things. And so when you come to see me, if you're coming to see me in person, I can remind me, I'll talk about the virtual stuff later. Um, when you come to see me, I have like a massage table kind of thing that I have, or like you know, chiropractic table, right? That I have you lie down on, and I have you, you know, put your arm out. It kind of looks weird on the video, I suppose. But I have you put so your think arm about out. those of you who are listening. Think about sticking your arm straight out in front of you. I like to put it at a forty-five degree angle when I right. once did muscle testing through my AK training, mm-hmm. and that way you just lock in your arm, and you're like wanting to stop them from pushing it down. Right. I just tell people, you just need to match my pressure because I'm going to push on your arm a little bit and you don't need to resist and fight me back, but you don't let your arm drop either. You just match whatever pressure I'm putting on you. And so I have you, you know, lie on the table and put your arm out. And 
I just make sure that we can establish the lock first, right? Because it's important that we know where someone's lock and where their unlock is, because that's what gives us the different information about the body, because it's kind of, it's kind of like a yes, no conversation that you're having with the body when we're doing this. Um, but anyway, so I, I have you on the table. And I, nervous system. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When I'm pushing on your arm and I have different like test kits, like the cell core test kits and some other ones too, that I'm using, all I'm really doing that whole entire time is talking to your nervous system. So if you, we all know what our nervous system is. And if you think about all the nerves in your body and instead of, of stopping at your skin, instead, if they extend it out into space, that's really what I'm talking with when I'm muscle testing. I'm just having a conversation with your nervous system to see what it wants to talk about, where the problems are, and what more importantly, obviously, what the solutions are, right? I spend a lot of my time thinking about not just the problems, that's like 20%. I spent the majority of my time thinking about what are the solutions, what does this person need so that their body is restored, and so that it's just working and functioning normally again, because our bodies are made to function normally, right? That's how, that's how we're built, and that's how we should be. So my work is to restore the body. But what the muscle testing really helps me do is to help me pinpoint exactly what I'm looking for. So you could do this in a variety of ways, but I know that if someone has their arm out and it's locked and if I, if I touch their liver and it comes unlocked, that's a way of telling me that the liver's weak. The liver needs some kind of support. And then I can find, you know, some homeopathy or glandular or something like that to help with that. Um, that's one way to do it. I also have test kits that I use. Like I said, cell core is one. And then I have other ones that I use too, that I can kind of wave in front of the body to see what the body's interested in talking about, what cells they might be interested in talking about, whether it's their eyes or their pancreas, gallbladder, um, liver, thyroid, all of those kinds of things. Um, that's kind of where the clinical part comes in, I'm a clinical nutrition. So we, you know, deal with the, deal with the body and solve those kinds of problems. But that's what really helps me pinpoint and see what is the body asking for. It's that muscle testing. It's that yes, no conversation and seeing what's really needed. And then you get better. Yeah. Tell us about your favorite patient scenario and the transformation that they experienced. Yeah, actually my, my very first client ever who is still with me, she was, she's a mom mid thirties or so. And she had, terrible gallbladder attacks just like awful they were happening all the time and I forget if she actually went on medication or not but basically no doctors could really help her with anything and then through a friend she heard about me and this is this is even before I had my like office space I like like legit went to her house like that's how I started okay you can do <laughs> so that you can do house calls I know I know and I went and I muscle tested her. I gave her three supplements. One of them was definitely geared toward the gallbladder and two of them were some other like foundational support, like a fatty acid and some blood sugar regulation. Um, and by the next time I saw her two weeks later, she hadn't had any gallbladder pain, like just, just none, like it just stopped. And it just continued to stop. Like she didn't have any more pain, you know, after that for, honestly, several months until some things went on back order. And then some of it kind of started to resurface again. 
but it's okay. We got that all under control actually by doing Cellcor's parasite protocol. Cause once she did that, then that really cleared out a lot of her problems too. But she's been, ever since she's been with me, she, like she's, she's been good except for really kind of like a minor hiccup in there. That's probably like one of my bigger wins. And then actually, and she actually, she brings her two kids to me too. And one of her daughters had um, kind of a bad rash going on at one point and just bumps on the skin and stuff like that. And they really, really didn't want to go the medical route with it. And it took probably, it, it fortunately didn't bother the girl or anything, but it probably took about a good six weeks or so to solve between like two different protocols. But she got better naturally with some herbs and some homeopathy and mom's just glad that they didn't need any kind of steroid cream or anything. So those are the kinds of wins that I have all the time. Yeah. And you use muscle testing in combination of what else? I do the muscle testing. Um, that's the biggest piece of what I do. Um, I don't really do a whole lot with like, you know, some people do like stuff with meridians and stuff like that. I mainly pushing on the muscle, seeing, you know, what body parts. What kind of questions do you ask? I should say when you're pushing on the muscle, what kind of questions are you asking the body? So when really kind of what you're asking the body, when you put a kit up to it, or actually I'll start with, I'll start with if you're um, touching a, a part of the body. So if I have the arm up and if I'm touching the liver, like I was talking about before, really kind of the question you're asking here is, are you strong? So if the liver's strong, I'm, my arm's going to stay strong. But if I say, are you strong? And, but it's, you know, your liver actually isn't, that's where the arm goes weak. And that's the kind of yes, no conversation that's having that we're having right there with that. That's kind of, that's what's going on with the, I mean, I don't have to say it out loud, right? Cause it's muscle testing and it's, you know, it's intuitive and it's our innate intelligence, but that's, that's the type of thing that's going on there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Then when you hold up the muscle testing kits, when you hold them up, where do you hold them up to? I, the person's um, just laying on their back. So I just put the kits kind of like on their chest and draw them away. And so for me, the way I muscle test, because everybody does it a little bit different, but for how I muscle test, I have you know nice strong arm. I put the kit up and if I pull it away and the arm goes weak, that's my way of knowing, okay, there's something in there. Like the body's weak without it. It wants to talk about something that's in that kit. And then I figure out which you know thing it is and I set it on the body and I continue going on with the testing. The, we're talking about kids. We're talking about yeah. depending upon the kit and where it's coming from. And it's usually some type of supplement or herb or homeopathy or something yeah. that we can support the body with. It's right. like each one of these little tubes and inside mm -hmm. of the tube is the ingredient or the supplement or whatever that testing is where we're saying, okay, we're putting it here on the body. We're going to say do I need this? Do I not? Do I feel better without it or with it? Go strong, go weak. Um, that's basically the premise behind, behind muscle testing is asking the subconscious nervous system, right? Do I need this? Right. Yeah, exactly. And some, some of your test kits, like you said, they'll have the actual supplement in them. Some of them um, just have water um, like vibrated to the frequency of whatever the thing is that you're using, like, like the self core kits and, I just want to say for anybody out there who maybe doesn't understand the water thing, like, you know, our, remember our bodies are made up mostly of water. So start, start from perfect. the beginning. Cause I don't even know what water thing you're talking about. Okay. So in cell core, cell core is kits and their muscle testing kits. What they have are those tubes. It's the same thing that you've seen with maybe energetics or something else. 
but they just have water in them and it has the label of whatever the supplement is or whatever the, um, whatever the disruptor is, right? Like they have E. coli and other metals and stuff like that in their disruptors kits. And, but what you can do with water, and this is a big like energy worker kind of thing, but what you can do with water is you can vibrate water to any frequency you want it to be in. So when people are using kits that have water vials in them, what's happened to those water vials is they've just been vibrated to the frequency of whatever that supplement is. It's energy. It's like E equals MC squared. And that's kind of the, like, obviously the premise around like muscle testing and stuff too. But that's what's happening with those kinds of kits. I didn't know that their kits were water. Yeah. I have, I have the NRT kits, the nutrition response testing kits. And when okay. I had a brick and mortar practice, I would use those on occasion. Yeah. Now it's all blood work and it's all yeah virtual. Yeah. So when, when you work with somebody virtually, how does the muscle testing work? Yeah, so I have some people I do work with virtually because they don't live closer every once in a while. I have somebody who's maybe an hour away and it turns out they can't make the appointment. They just want to call me instead. And so what's great about the muscle testing and energy, which is really what I'm working with, is that we can do it virtually because energy <sighs> is really transferable between people. And so all I need to do is I can just call our front desk person in to come lie on the table and I can just use her arm as a proxy to be somebody else, right? Normally I'll start that out with, you know, just making sure I have the energy of the person who I intend to test, right? Because my intention is, my intention is the strongest thing that's in the room for, um, for muscle testing and for getting the energy right. But I just make sure that I have the right energy on the person and then you can just test like normal. And we know that we're not getting mixed results in it too, right? Because you would think that if I had somebody else sitting there and I was trying to test someone else virtually that I would just get answers for the person that's sitting there. But we can actually prove that that's not even the case because when I test my virtual person and then I could turn around and test the actual person sitting right there, I'm gonna get different results. And the, the muscle, it doesn't lie, right? Like it, it's locked or it's unlocked. I can't manipulate that or make that up. And so we, we know, we know that it works. We know that it works, you know, virtually like that, but all it is is energy and energy is transferable. All right, there you have it. Muscle testing yeah. 101. That's it. Go find Dana in Appleton, Wisconsin. Find her on Facebook and Instagram at vitalityholistichealthllc.com. And, um, one quick question that we're going to finalize all of these episodes with. You're new, so this isn't much different for you, but if you were to lose everything, yep. all of your health coaching practice, what would you do? You know, I've, I've kind of thought about this exact thing for a number of years, kind of a little bit different. Like if I could go back in my life to one point and then start living again, what would I do? And so this is kind of related to that, but I mean, honestly, like if, if I could, if I could go back and I could be starting over, like, man, I should have been a chiropractor and I can, I can admit now. And I'm not saying that cause you're here. Like, I, I don't care. That's like, you can ask anybody. That's what I would And I go back and I'm like, dang, I should have been a DO. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. You get more respect. Yeah, true. Yeah. But but you have to go through a lot of, you gotta have to go through a lot of brainwashing for that too. I don't know. You have to go through eight years of hell. Let's just go. Yeah, exactly. But I, I would. chose four I would, years of hell. That's not what I chose. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, 
I would go back and I, I do the chiropractor thing. I've wanted to adjust people for like ever. And I can, you know, I can say, I actually have just started this um, business and mindsetting mindset coaching program for the next 12 months to really just help, you know, propel me and propel the business and everything. But I can look back now. I can look back at, you know, being a freshman in college and yeah. Okay. I like numbers. And so accounting and math, like that made sense. But if I'm really honest with myself, like what kept me, cause I, I saw a chiropractor in, in high school. I knew what that was about and I did think it was cool. Like at that time, but honestly, what held me back was really just fear. And I, I just know that now I just know that it was, Oh, it's too much school or it's too much money or it's, you know, whatever the excuse was. And honestly, it, it was just fear and I don't have that fear anymore. And you can always go back to school. I could, you know? I, could I could, can you talk to my husband about like up and moving us so that we can, uh, just so we can go do that? But, <laughs> but I went to Oregon yeah. for school. That's where I did my schooling. You don't use anything that you learn in school anyways. True. Exactly. Um, all, all I do now, that's not school. It's, I did the um, NTA program, the nutritional therapy association, and I've gone to seminars and then I have my mentor who teaches me things all the time. This isn't, this isn't a four-year degree or anything like that. It's all a bunch of stuff that I've learned. Yeah. And I always tell people, I have a really expensive piece of paper. Yeah. It allows me to do what I do, but I don't use any of the knowledge. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. I even sent my husband to a different chiropractor. I don't even do chiropractic. My piece of advice as far as business and, and the mindset, especially in my 90-day program, we work with business and mindset because we you know we don't get it. And it's been huge for me, the mindset piece, especially. I have this big old picture on my like right across the from my office, my desk right here. And it says, get out of your own way. Yeah. And that might mean you gotta jump ship to your career. I do. And go after your heart. Yep. I'm telling you, right. by the time this airs, we'll probably be good. <laughs> All right, Dana. Vitality Holistic Health on Facebook and Instagram. Her website's vitalityholistichealthllc.com. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yep, no problem. Who wants to come hang out with me in Florida in February of 2023? If you're a practitioner, you have an opportunity to come join me inside the brand new live and in-person event, Orlando, Florida at the Wyndham Grand Bonnet Creek Resort. February 20th, 21st, and 22nd of 2023. Mark your calendars because registration begins in November with details out in November and there is early bird sign up if you get in and join us before the end of the year. So stay tuned. This is for you practitioners. I'm going to bring you the best marketing mindset and business experts in the world. Because this is something we all need, yet we don't receive. So mark your calendars February 20, 21st and 22nd. Not only am I going to bring you the best experts, but I'm going to celebrate your success with you. We're going to celebrate on that Monday night, that Tuesday night and that Wednesday night. So you can fly in on Monday, but don't fly out until Thursday. Hang out with us and celebrate your successes because the only way to measure success is to measure it backwards. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite supplement companies. If you're not using them in your practice, you should. If you're not using them and don't have them in your cupboard, you should. And by the way, don't get these on Amazon. These are counterfeit on Amazon. My favorite supplement companies are Systemic Formulas and My Biome. 
If you are a practitioner, come join me inside their private Facebook group for practitioners called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. Everybody else, join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas.